Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Quagmire's cross-country tour. Uh, isn't there an O in country? Nope. Eardrums erections for over two years. Now, here are your hosts, the two best smelling men in podcasting, Loose Cannon and Baco. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Loose Cannon, along with the Backwoods Baco. How are you, sir? Yeehaw! Oh, Dig yeah. Daggedy, Loose, how are you? <laughs> I know what I am. I'm day drinking. Here we go. Ready? Ooh. Ah, oh, that didn't make too much, too good of a sound. Yeah, cheers. But, uh, uh, what are you drinking? Yeah, I think I'm having, I'm having an obnoxiously um, 
you know, like, look, what do you say about when I'm drinking? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Snobbish. snobbish I'm yes. having a snobbish, snobbish beer. It's yeah. Crazy Mountain called yeah. Hookie Bob hmm. IPA. 6.7%. So we should get uh, loose. And, and speaking of loose. Um, <laughs> hey, our, hey, hey, what about me? Yeah. I, I'm drinking a Coors Light in a Chewbacca uh, can coolie. Thank you. So, yeah, today's theme, I think, is it might be unique for once. I don't think we stole anything from, you know, the mothership. I don't think they've ever had an episode about what we're, what we're about to do. I th- right? Do yeah, I one? mean, I, I can't remember one, um, but they right. do have 270 episodes. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking in the back of my mind, because Joey from Rock Strikes, Strikes 10 hits such a wide base, and uh, oh, I think Pods and Sods, too, right? They kind of hit all over the place. I thought maybe somewhere in those groups that we might have missed it, but I don't no, know. I, don't, I, have, I, think, I haven't heard it. Yeah. So we are groundbreaking as usual, but this time for real. <laughs> so should be good. But but before we get into the episode and talk more about the theme, um, why don't you kind of break down why we've been you know off the air? We're having done an episode in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anybody heard the intro to our last episode? Uh, we might have figured it out that we had to go into hiding for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Yes, we had some some mixed responses. And by the way, we just want to give special thanks to Paul Stanley and Doc McGee for <laughs> for for guesting on the show. And uh, I got to tell you, I was really impressed with you know we wrote the material for them, mm-hmm. but you know they really delivered. I mean, a lot of it was inside jokes, but I mean, uh, did you count how many times Paul said, "Oh yeah"? I didn't, but I drank every time I did, and then I passed out. <laughs> it was a lot. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you noticed this, but Doc McGee kind of, uh, you know, he definitely wasn't, didn't have the same response from the audience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he kind of, at times, sounded like Rodney Dangerfield, but then a lot of times he just sounded like like me. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, it seemed like he was a dead ringer for, uh, for loose cannon at moments. <laughs> for a smug bastard you want to punch in the face. Yeah. Paul Stanley sounded drunk, and I didn't think he drank. <laughs> I know. Very odd, very odd. But but yes. Um, well, but hey, actually, I, believe... I got a lot of good feedback on it. Did you? I did. I did. I didn't, I didn't get, get any anything... negative, really. No, I didn't get any. Um... <laughs> well, I will say that I think we actually uh, that Paul and Doc might be responsible for the venue change. <laughs> yeah, that was the catalyst. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I wanted to mention that Matt Porter from the Kiss Room reached out to me. He thought it was hilarious. Um, he was glad that he wasn't the brunt of the fat joke. And he kind of he, he touched on something that I wonder if other podcasts felt like, um, why didn't we roast them, you know? Uh, and I guess the short answer is it already was like, what, three or four minutes longer than we initially intended? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Paul and Doc couldn't stay all day. I mean, come on. <laughs> Maybe their holograms could, but not yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, come on. But you know, they might be returning in the future to take care of other podcasts that we listen to as well. You know, there's we'll only have to schedule a little, little mini roast through throughout the next few months. Maybe. Exactly. Exactly. I will stand firm on my stance that this podcast from that roast was the reason that we've upgraded from Millennium, from Millennium <laughs> Hall. It will not be another, to, um, what's the name of the new place? What's the name of the new place called? Do you remember? Oh, I don't. Shoot. doesn't we matter. It's, it's, about it. You can find it on Facebook. Yes, the Rock and Pods Expo we'll moved from, uh, from Millennium Hall. There's not going to be any hookers with face herpes. 
or uh, Piggly Wigglies or Salvage Yards. <laughs> I, I think you should get a, a little credit to Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> that too, and they possibly the 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 images of uh, the air the area that. But I will tell you this much: uh, Google you Maps know. caught a drug deal. <laughs> <laughs> going down right next to Millennium Hall. But the third part is, about this venue is I'm pretty sure that the guy that owns it, you know, he got his deposit or whatever. At this point, he's just going to burn the fucking place down for, for the insurance money and, and call it a banner year. He's like, I'm done. Yeah. I finally got somebody to rent it out and now I'm going to burn it down. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> you want me to move on? If you got more, I'm loving this. Okay, that's all I have. I think we're 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 good there. But uh, I was really really looking forward to being at Millennium Hall. I mean, I was I too. I, I'm a, I'm kind of a, a fan of shitholes. That's what I'm saying. Like dive bars, dive convention centers. I just I, I just wanted to see the packing <laughs> to, packing mace and a knife. <laughs> you said you're you're not going to be able to bring your anti mugging outfit yeah, anymore, correct? Yeah. Well, I won't need is, it. I can still bring it, I suppose. But what is it? Describe what it looks like. Is it a barrel? Just a barrel or something what? like that? Or, what? <laughs> what it is? It's, it's a bodysuit with no pockets. <laughs> okay, and uh, it's covered with feces. So it's, wow, that's that's actually pretty. Good. That's pretty good. It might have so dampened the mood at the event, but it would have saved me from getting mugged. That's right. Oh, anyway, so let's break down um, a little bit on give some credit where credit is due. Also of, keeps you from uh, getting raped. <laughs> it's multi-purpose: yeah. anti-rape and mugging outfit, or anti-friend outfit. It can be everything, which is the outfit you usually wear. I'm glad we but, got into that. Oh. God. So anyway, moving on from rape and feces, let's let's go to giving some credit where credit is due, and mm-hmm. that is uh, to some recent donations, both directly to our podcast and for the Rock and Pods Expo, which is uh, so. First, let's, let's uh, mention the people who have donated, and then kind of the tiers. Uh, for hopefully future donations to the show. Um, Jason Kearney, big supporter of the show. He's been uh, comments, sends direct messages a lot um, on our Facebook page. And he donated $20. Thank you. Um, and also Rob Underwood donated a fat 50 bucks. And this is directly to the show. And, you know, this is our fun for SoundCloud hosting. We just, we, uh, this is it's exciting. We actually just got, I got the bill yesterday and that is for year three the hosting cost so my point is we now have two years done so happy two-year anniversary Baco. thank you and happy anniversary to you Luce. All the friend that keeps us together. <laughs> so it's over seventy episodes. Yes, it definitely has, and hopefully uh, for our audience as well. And you know, yeah, let's talk uh, about that a little bit. I, I mean, uh, before you break down all the little incentives for anybody else that would like to contribute, you know, sure. for both this and the Rock and Pod, just that so many of these podcasts, we all do it, and it's kind of a passion project. It's, it's very much, I mean, as someone who's done both, I get a similar kind of joy out of doing this with you every week that I did, you know, being in a band too, you know, creating right. and, and working together, the camaraderie, and nothing, you know, 
makes that seem more worthwhile than when somebody likes what you and gives you some feedback. So yeah, I'm not. We're not going to tell you that either of these are the the most important causes on the planet, but just to show a little bit, you know, because you can chip in as little as five dollars and up, and you'll break that down. But it's just it's really appreciated, and thank you for everybody that's doing it. Right. Essentially, you want to think of it, and it sounds funny to call it art, but this is donated to the creative arts. I mean, we do put a lot of effort into this. I'm not sure what kind of art it would mm-hmm. be, abstract uh, or or whatever. Yeah, and if you uh, can, you, can you know, I, I don't think anybody should feel obligated. We're not going to start selling this show or anything. So, Yeah, what we're looking to do is, is basically to, to break even. We're just looking to cover our SoundCloud costs. And um, again, it's just the same thing as kicking in a little bit. You, artists you like, you buy a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You you download their music versus just streaming it. So that's that's pretty much the deal. So you want me to break down the levels? Ask and I'll, I will answer. Break it down. You want me All to right. do the asking this time? Okay. Yeah, I do. We're going to start with our crowdfunding thing uh, that we were just talking about. Lewis, what do you get for $5? Well, what you get is first off, you get to be uh, – basically, we'll play your request. You get one, one song to be played on a future show plus your name mentioned on the show and – a Cobras and Fire sticker, of which there are three designs. They're currently being manufactured. Yeah, we'll by, have uh, details Baca. on that probably within a week. Yep, and these are perfect for your office desk, uh, your <laughs> bathrooms, your, your guitar case, prison wall, whatever. <laughs> but, but, uh, and then ask me the next level. What do you get for ten dollars, Luce? You get two songs to request on our show, and you get three. <laughs> Three free Cobras and Fire stickers. All and, of them. you know, these are these are perfect to leave in any bathroom wall. Um, Prison and wall. be sure to carve be sure to carve <laughs> Baco's home phone number underneath and yeah. the phrase for a good time call. We'll we'll disclose his phone number to you as well. So fifteen dollars. Why don't you why don't you uh, ask me and I will answer. <laughs> why don't you tell them what they get for fifteen dollars, Luce? Let me tell you, you're going to get the Jesus Chrysler album, the biggest band in Minnesota named Jesus Chrysler. Number their one. Album, <laughs> their album, Make Bold Statements, in MP3 form. You're going to get three stickers and the two song requests. Wow. Next level. Oh, man. I don't know. Can we go further? We can go further. Bring tell it. them what they get for $20, Luz. Oh, my goodness. Here is the mother load. We are giving away the entire Jesus Chrysler catalog, which is uh, their first three albums. Ride, intake, burnout. And make bold statements, <laughs> as well as three stickers, two song requests, and the the instant karma of supporting Cobras and Fire. Amen. Well put. Why don't you break down the Rock and Pods Expo? Mm-hmm. We'll st- uh, soon st- uh, stop shilling. But again, the fact that people have already donated almost five thousand dollars to this in total—it's amazing. Podcast, it, it really is, and it shows just the passion people have for these podcasts. So it's it's a great feeling. Um, combined, I think you have some of the names 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll read those off. Um, yeah. Before we get to that, can uh, now we have complete confirmation that me, Baco, will be at the Cobras and Fire table at the Rock and Pod Expo as of today. Loose. Can we tell the fans the same thing about the listeners? The same thing about you. Seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent. All right. Yes. Seventy-five well, percent, possibly climbing up in percentage. It has a lot of different factors. We should get like a little as, meter uh, and put it on the Facebook. Each day it goes up, it goes down. <laughs> yes, it, it has a lot to do with the employment situation at the time and things like that, which we'll go into the next episode. A little, uh, sure. <laughs> a little taste. But uh, continue. Uh, we'd like to thank these following people so far for their contributions in the name of Cobras and Fire to the Rock and Pod Expo coming up in Nashville at the end of August. Kirk Hansen. Zach Plessy, Tracy Hamill of Owatonna, Minnesota, my hometown. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Glenn Griner, who likes everything we do. So thank you very much to all those people. Anybody that else that's interested in contributing, again, uh, you can do as little as 5 bucks. There are all sorts of perks and incentives that all the shows are offering. If you're interested, I would, I would suggest checking them all out to find one you want. We're only offering the one perk, one incentive. Is that correct, Luce, at least at this point? Um, yep. Uh, so for fifty dollars, you get to pick the show theme of Cobras and of a Cobras and Fire episode, and uh, you get to come on at the beginning, introduce yourself, uh, have a little chat with us, tell you how you came up with the theme, and maybe take a couple cheap shots at us if that's uh, if what you want to do. Yes, absolutely. We we welcome we welcome to be uh, the chance to be roasted. But yeah, so that we'll just leave it at this. The links, you can all find this on our Facebook pages mm-hmm. too, is ours is just gofundme.com slash Cobra's Fire. There's no ampersand because uh, Baco took it. But the. <laughs> Actually, I lost then, it. I'm sorry. Yes. And then the other one is, I, I don't know the exact link, but but if you just Google GoFundMe and then Rock and Pods. Yeah, we'll get know, that straight in a future right episode too. But it's all on our Facebook yeah. page as well. Yep. yep. So you want to get into this or what? We're done shilling. Oh, that feels good. Oh, my God. Do I ever want to get into this? I haven't talked to you in a few weeks, man. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's just break down what the theme is uh, real quick, and let's get some music because we've been talking for you, quite a bit here. Indeed. Well, let's put it this way, Luz. I'm a little bit country. What are you? A little bit rock and roll. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. All right, so today we're going to do the uh, countryside of rock or also known as the rock side of country. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you've already done the – I was thinking, what are we going to name the episode? Perfect. So the other thing is is that our point of this, I think kind of with yours yours is too, is a good song is a good song. Mm-hmm. Good, good music is good music. Fuck the genre thing. Yes. Do we love hard rock the most? Yep. But there are definitely some some great music all, from all kinds of different uh, musical – Categories. So we're going to come at it like some of the stuff will be rock that is got a country flavor to it. And mm-hmm. I know a bunch of mine, and you mentioned maybe a couple of yours, are going to be more from the countryside that, to me at least, for my picks, have the core elements of rock and roll that I like, which are melody and riffs. Yes, yeah, so why don't you, you know, you have honors. You want to like kick oh, into... Oh, man, your... I get to pick the first song? Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to go a little off board. Uh, have you ever heard of Wheeler Walker Jr.? I have not, but anybody that has three names, um, uh, he's country I'm as fuck, in. right? I oh, actually yeah. heard him interviewed on a local radio station, which got me curious because I thought he was interesting. It turns out his music is uh, well. Let's just put it this way: he is to country what Steel Panther is to metal. 
Uh, oh, this guy! Yeah. I know who this is. Uh, you may know yes. you, you may know him by his song, at least one of my favorites. Which one of you, oh queer, is gonna suck my dick? I need some action and I need it quick. Which one of you queer is gonna suck my dick? <laughs> Dave, uh, well, do you have his, it, all the tracks in front of you? Because oh, man, I, I just I bought I the record and I don't. I, I don't have it in front of me. Um, uh, I, I got to look it up because there are, there is too much gold to pass up. Yeah, he's got a new album song. coming out, too. <laughs> he does? He has more than one? Yeah. He's a comedian, isn't he? No, well, actually, I, I looked him up and his backstory is basically he went. Uh, it's very similar to Steel Panther, actually, basically. Hold on. Wheeler. Give me the full name again. Wheeler Walker Jr. Okay, continue. Uh, it's you know basically similar to Steel Panther. They gave her a shot, and there wasn't room for him in the the regular world. So they kind of switched to more of a comedic, filthy angle. Hold on, I just want to re- read the yeah. the quick quick biography here. So the album's called Redneck Shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it was re- released on February twelfth, two thousand sixteen. Now this is very unique. It says the album originally premiered via stream on on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> It debuted on number nine on the Billboard country charts, which is amazing, which shows how many uh, country uh, country fans list, want, go to Pornhub or everybody. Do you mind if I just – do you want me to just break down the track list real quick before we go into the – and we'll lead right into the song? Sounds good. Okay. We've got the title track, Redneck Shit, <laughs> then Beer, Weed, and Cooches. That's a good song. <laughs> Family Tree. Okay, not offensive, but I'm sure it, it means it has one branch. Um, the next song is Can't Fuck You Off My Mind, followed by Fuck You Bitch, mm. Drop Em Out, Eating Pussy and Kicking Ass. Also great. Fu- okay, Fighting, Fucking, and Farting. Wow, eh. the triple F attack. Um, now, here's here's the one. <laughs> this is the best one on the album. Is it the, uh, oh, I, I, well, maybe the one you're... Better off beaten off. Followed, <laughs> followed by by a sit on my face, and then the track you're gonna feature. No, no, no! Oh. I just mentioned that song. That's not my. Favorite. Oh, that's not the one you're. Okay, what's what's what the song well, you're gonna yeah, feature then? With, so the album ends with which one of you old queers gonna suck my dick? Yes, um, I'm gonna play the title track, Redneck Shit. <laughs> American by birth and Southern by the grace of God means that everything I do, I do it right. New York and California, you can go and have your fun, but down here I got a list of what I like. Eating tater tots and pussy, sucking Mountain Dew and tit. Kick my grandpa in his nutsack and I suck my boss's dick. Fuck my cousin in her asshole before I finish on her tits. Then I shoot my neighbor's cat, I love that redneck shit. You can make your jokes at us and giggle all you want, but my friends and me, man, we don't give a lick. Then the bitch fell off That's a sticker on a back shirt But it's also a tattoo inked on my dick Taking pictures of my mama While she's trying to take a shit Then I'm throwing rocks at cripples And I laugh when they get hit Pull my picker out at Walmart Then I pop my sister's zip Checking off my neighbor's dog I love it redneck shit
people think we're crazy, man, they think we're all insane. Take a visit and I swear you'll never leave. You can stay at Grandma's house, she'll cook you up some country ham, and after dinner you can nibble on her beef. Meet a bitty at the swap meet, then I fuck her for a bit. Share the dildo up my asshole just to see if it can fit. Buy a bunch of nudie magazines, the ones that show the clips. Then I tell my brother's butt I love their redneck shit. Redneck shit. Wow, Baco. That was a great song, great way to... <laughs> Off the episode. Yeah. I texted you got... lyrics from it last night. Do you happen to remember them? No. Oh, is that what that was from? I didn't understand that text. Yeah, I, I knew you wouldn't. So, because all it was was, uh, let me just. Uh... Well, while, while you look at that, while you look that up real quick, I just have to describe. You have to again. It's Wheeler Walker Jr. <laughs> Redneck shit is the album, and the cover looks like it. The only thing missing is a bearskin rug because it looks like the same picture that Burt Reynolds took back in the 70s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? He's got clothes on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, <laughs> thankfully. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a spectacular album. Did you find it? Yeah, find eating it? tater tots and pussy, sucking Mountain Dew and tits. <laughs> it's amazing. This is high. This is high uh, it's definitely not lowbrow, right? Oh, no, this is wicked smart. So I'm going to flip it, and this is a rock band that has some country flavor, that can be southern rock, but this song in particular has more of a country flavor than than most of theirs, and that is the track by Blackstone Cherry called "Oh, that's a good um, band." Blame it, blame, blame it on the boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, kidding. Yeah, they gotta We're put not... it in now. If you just got done cleaning and there's still dirt on the floor, blame it on the broom broom. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You got any more lyrics? If you can't find space to put all the stuff you have, blame it on the room room. Oh, yes. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's not the song. If, if your cop pulls you over driving whatever car that is, blame it on the zoom zoom. Oh, yes. That's all the I got. Boom boom and the zoom zoom. Check yourself. So here's the deal. We're going to play... Again, we did a lot of talk in the front end, so I'm just going to get right yep. into it. This Blackstone Cherry, you know, over, over the years they've started one hit and miss one for era. me, huh? They're hit and miss for me. Uh, it, me loved me them too. live. I mean, even a lot the, of fun live. Oh yeah, great band. And uh, their their most recent album, I think it was just called Kentucky, was just a big load of shit. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't get into a single song on that album. It was all generic sounding. The one before it was was decent, but this is on their second album, Folklore and Superstition, and it's the song Peace is Free. Everybody feels blue sometimes. You gotta keep your head on and keep on trying. Feel the urge to raise your hand You can start a revolution 
What's in music news? Well, you actually sent me the link, but I would have seen it obviously eventually. But uh, I, I appreciate the heads up. But yeah, one of our our, um, our beloved bands, Crowbot. Uh, two of the members are no longer in it. It, I, it didn't really specify if they were fired or they quit. But the two brothers, Jake and Paul Fagora, uh, are no longer they're the drummer and bass player are no longer part of the band. And that you know, I have to admit, um, kind of bums me out because I like them. Well, it's not just that. It's the fact that, you know, we've both seen them live, and uh, I, I didn't even know they were brothers. They don't look alike at all. So the um, – but the – I mean, he is a very unique bass player, a lot of energy on stage. So that's going to be a, a pretty yeah, big really thing. he's really good too. Right, right. That's what I'm saying, the way he plays and everything like that, but also his stage presence. So that's going to be a, a big – you know. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, my gut tells me it's going to be fine, uh, but you know, it it just sucks. You know what I mean? I, band dynamics are weird, and, and we don't know much more than what they posted, which was sure. cre- creative differences. Which, look, I, I'm speculating. I don't have any firsthand knowledge. I've just been in bands my whole life. I'm calling bullshit. You don't creatively have difference with two members of the band. Of course not. Yeah, you not know. at the same. And like time. you said. Like you said, your theory is, you know, they had a disagreement with one and both went because they're yeah, like, fuck you. You know, they're, they're family, brothers, so yeah. they're out. Um, what else is guess, out there? So, But, you know, the best to everybody involved. I, you know, I, I, I've had a chance to, to talk to all of them. They've been very nice guys to me and stuff. I just love the band. They're so good live. And it just sucks that part of it's gone. But that's the way shit goes. So, And because we don't have any country-flavored crowbot. <laughs> we're going to do we're something gonna move else. On to, yeah, go into something else. Do you have any other stuff you want to talk about? Oh, maybe. Yeah, is it okay if I, do we touch on this Sophie Simmons, Katie Seagal thing? Because I got some thoughts on it. Sure, go ahead. Why don't you, uh, as I understand it, and, and you can go from there, is that for no apparent reason, um, Katie Seagal, uh, who, by the way, was on Gene Simmons' solo album <laughs> back in 78, you know, Married with Children. And now we know how. Sons of Anarchy, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. the little, um, little bit of a whatever you call it, the casting couch, and you know, once you, once you break <laughs> it down, I mean, it basically was couch. just a no revelation from you know whatever. Well, she close released to 40 a, years she wrote ago. a book. Yep, and in the book, she just kind of spends a little bit that, uh, and, it's, and it sounds like uh, it was just a little more than a, a fling. Like they had a little bit of a, of a relationship. Uh, her and Jean, I'm of course talking about. She basically yeah. just said, you know, she you know had. Had a, had an affair with Gene, and this is what nineteen seventy seven seventy eight that she's claiming this happened. So this is sure. long before Shannon and 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 Sophie was even uh, part of the picture. And I don't at the time they were both single, so it's not like it's it's slanderous towards either one. Uh, but Sophie took exception to that, and uh, I think her quote is: "I'm going to try to get this right here. To write about someone and then have it affect their family, I th- I feel like it's really kind of a low place to sell a book. I'm going to stop there. Sophie, your dad wrote a book where he spent more time talking about fucking share than he did about the music from the elder. He spent." Three chapters about the fact that he was boning Diana Ross and two paragraphs on Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> okay. Which do you think the fans of him really give a crap about? Because he didn't yeah. write that book for me. Pot calling the kettle black there. All right. So she continues. She should probably look at her own family. I'm just saying before pointing fingers. 
If I mean, if Katie wants to write a book about her life, cool. But to write about someone and then have it affect their family, that's kind of a low place to sell a book. I can't hit that one already. It really doesn't affect us. We're so tight as a family. My parents are so crazy in love. I mean, congrats to the one groupie who thought they got ahead but apparently didn't. All right. Fuck off. You. What have you accomplished in your life that you didn't benefit from the, your father's success from. You have done nothing. I am so fucking sick of celebrity children. They have no perspective. You've had to work for nothing in your entire life. And you know what? God bless you. That's your right. That's your parents' right. Gene can run his family the way he wants to. But you do not have any leg to stand on when you go out and say Katie Seagal is a flop as a career. She has accomplished a hell of a lot more by fucking your dad, apparently, is the only reason she got anywhere, than you have. What, all she's accomplished is graduating high school. Everything else that she's involved in, she requires her dad. Her modeling success is not based on any hard work she's done. She's no different than the, a Kardashian in that sense. Her, I have to tell you, your anger is, is uh, you know, it's amazing about this. But the main thing is, is too, is she was just part of the Lucky Sperm Club and needs to shut up. But I don't know. I just don't get it because it's not like she doesn't know that he has, you know, well, oh yeah, there's that part too that, that, that like after he was born, think about the thousands of women he bragged about fucking after she was born. Your dad talked about, right. and that didn't affect your family. That didn't. I mean, give me a break, man. Katie Segal said she had sex with him 20 years before you were born, 10 years before he met your mom, and you think that's a cheap shot? And, and so, and you turn around and like criticize her career. Just fuck off. Shut up. The weird thing is that she seemed like the one with the fucking head on her shoulders. You know what I mean? On that whole crappy reality show of theirs. And just, I, yeah, it, it's I just mean, disappointing because it. she's just a, just as vapid and stupid as all of them. But just listen, Baco. Fuck off. I, but I don't understand why she just has a problem with Gene because I mean, Wheeler Walker Jr. has a song on <laughs> on his album called "I Teabagged Katie Seagal." Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't sound Crickets. like anybody's got a problem with Gene. So, uh, Baco, you got a nice segue from from your uh, <laughs> seven-minute rant on, on, on Sophie Simmons into a country song? Absolutely not. We're just going to have to do a hard break and take a turn. <laughs> okay, go. All right. Uh, my next one, I'm going to actually go with uh, a country artist called Joe Diffie. Have you ever heard of him? I have not. Okay, well, like most of these artists that I'm going to feature, I like a, a song or two by, and it's usually the upbeat, more rockin' stuff, which is kind of what sure. we're featuring. Uh, this song is called Third Rock from the Sun. Welcome to Earth, Third Rock from the Sun. She walks into Smokies one hip at a time Like a broken field runner slipping through the line He likes the way she looks so he calls a little wife Says don't wait up for me I'll be working late tonight Wife hangs up the phone burst into tears Calls her sister up and cries get over here Sister tells her boyfriend be back in a while Boyfriend wants a beer the store is just a mile He leaves the motor running he'll only be a minute His car drives away with teenagers in it The driver tells his buddies got one life to live They scream into the night let's get it over with Cause and effect chain of events all of the chaos makes perfect sense when you're spending round things coming down 
a gas car starts to swerve Heads for a semi-truck jumps the curb Truck hits a big boy in the Shoney's parking lot Flies through the air, takes out the bank clock Clock strikes a light pole, transformer sparks Lines go downtown, goes dark Waitress calls a cop, says she saw it all Swears a giant alien is landed at the mall Cops ring up the mayor, says there's panic in the streets We hate to wake you up, but we can't find the chief Mayor says use your head if he ain't in his car He's hiding from his wife down at Smokey's Bar Cause and effect, chain of events All of the chaos makes perfect sense When you're spinning round, things come undone Welcome to the earth, heard a rock from the sun Cause and effect, chain of events All of the chaos makes perfect sense When you're spinning round, things come undone Well, that was uh, Joe Diffie with Third Rock from the Sun. Another little kind of a rocking thing. Uh, it's got a nice little riff, a little melody. But it's your turn, Luz. Yeah, no, I, I look forward to listening to this on playback. Like I'm saying, we, we always share music that neither of us has heard, usually. Right? Uh, yeah, ideally. That, that we, we try to stump the other one a little bit and give a nice little uh, surprise when the episode's done. So. Yes, yes. So I'm going to feature a song off an album that when it came out, I said, Who is this album for? I have no idea who wants this album. <laughs> is it Jan Deck? Is, say again? <laughs> is it Jan Deck by chance? I don't know what that means. Yeah, I look it up. Anyway. Look it up, Billy Hardaway. <laughs> <laughs> Always makes an appearance. So it's the album that has what you love, and that's covers, right? Big covers fan? Mm. Can't yeah. get enough. I always prefer them more than the original. Yeah. Well, this one's called Nashville Outlaws, a tribute to Motley Crue. Oh, my God. I know the record. Okay. Now, let me tell you. Let me just tell you all, Who is all it the. For? Uh, it's it's got to be crew fans, right? It's not for fucking country people. But but, the, but what crew fans really like country? That's my point. What country people really like Motley Crue? It's just a weird thing. Hmm. We're not all anyway. as narrow minded as you, Luz. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but these these this album is a complete shit show. I mean, it is that they, they even you know even they do like uh, covers of Doctor Feelgood by some band called the Mavericks. You got Leanne Rhymes doing Smoking in the Boys Room, which is just as bad as you can even imagine it. Um, uh, they cover If I Die Tomorrow of all things. There's a shit song to be even begin with. Yeah, wh- why um, would they fuck it? that? It almost seems like someone was forced to. You can be yeah, on it, but you have to do this song because uh, I don't even know why. Yeah, I mean, and they, they cover the animal in me. I, what? That's a random, huh? Seriously? Yes. Uh, Rascal F- Flats, whatever terrible band that is, <laughs> covers covers Kickstart My Heart. And but uh, I, I here's am the thing. told that there's a member of Rascal Flats that I resemble in physical appearance. 
Oh boy, I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, I never but, but, do. I'm like, I don't know. What that is. Anyway, so so, but but I'll say one other one that that you're you're gonna have some comments on. But this one, the thing about this album is almost every single one are almost a a generic straight. They're not countryfied, really. They're just like it's like a shitty band oh, okay. playing Motley Crue, except for the one I'm gonna feature. Kind of like and Travis Tritt when he did "Take It Easy" it was basically the same fucking song. You ever Correct. Hear that? Okay. Yeah, I have. I did hear that. And then that. Then you've got the, <laughs> the worst song on the album. Again, a weird song from the cover is Aaron Lewis, our friend. Mm, he's, you he's, can do it, Aaron. He does genius. afraid. He does afraid, and that is awful. But what the I'm gonna go to the one. Seriously, there's no way these artists pick these songs. No, it's it's the weirdest thing. It was like Big and Rich does same old situation. It's it's it, go on good. Spotify, go on YouTube, play them just for no, for, for comedy, okay. for comedy and everything like that. <laughs> okay, just play I'll little snippets. But um, anyway, so there's this one band though that actually I got to give uh, props to Todd Cunningham, uh, friend of the show, and he said, "Hey, if you want to try something different, um, or and and or listen to something, um, you know, off the beaten path, and that was this band called the Cadillac Three. Never heard of them, okay. and I started listening to a little bit of their stuff. They have some decent, decent songs. Um, overall albums, I don't, I don't particularly like, but the, but they do a cover of Livewire, and what they do is they don't play it straight. They completely flip it on its head. Basically, the only thing that, that's Which is the same what you should do with something like this. Yes, exactly. And um, well, I'm not going to go into it more, but this is the only song that's not a big steaming turd on this album. And that is Livewire by the Cadillac Three.
was um that's something I'm gonna definitely look forward to listening on, on the on the on the second round there, Luce. Uh, you know, the whole conversation kind of reminded me of a CD that I I am kind of afraid to admit that I own, but it's NFL quarterbacks singing with like you remember that Judgment Night soundtrack? Yes. Where they match up metal with rap. Okay, now yep. you take country artists with football players. And I know, like Brett Brett Favre sings a song with some Brett like, Favre like sings. Tracy we have Bird. to. Okay, well, name name. We're gonna just pull an audible here. We have to feature at least a snippet of this. She can't help it that you want her, but you better leave her alone. She'll build you up to let you down and cut you to the bone. Oh, she's got it all. She's hard to please. She'll have you begging on your knees She's born with it Born with it If you ain't got it, you can't get it You got to be born with it Go ahead! That was actually more impressive than I thought I think that uh, <laughs> Brett had his, ran- his I, thought Brett, I think Brett had his Wrangler jeans on About two sizes too small to hit some of those notes yeah, maybe he. Yes. Uh, yeah, and then maybe he pulled him down and took a picture of his dick and texted it to somebody. You know, speaking that's true. I mean, speaking of that, are you freeballing? Mm. Uh, of course, <laughs> it's okay, almost seventy okay. here in Minnesota. Lucky I'm wearing clothes <laughs> at all. You know, uh, I'm freeballing as well as we always <laughs> we, we always are on, on the Cobras and Fire podcast. Free but balling. I got, and, and I don't know if it's it's with you too because you're a couple years older than me, but. But uh, you ever uh, Tosh? You ever watch a show or hear oh, yeah. any of a stand-up? Yeah, of okay. Well, he has a thing where he says that that as for every year that he gets older, he gets a tattoo, and that's a tattoo on his leg, which is basically just a mark <laughs> of how how long how much further his balls are sagging every year. Yeah. And uh, I feel the same way with me. Like underwear is very restrictive, but every year I go by, I mean, this it they take up more room. Don't you don't you agree? The weight. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh... They're not touching the water in the toilet yet, but uh, <laughs> soon, Baco. You, soon. Everybody has goals, yes. So let's move on from ball sacks, saggy ball let's sacks. Talk about and, another ball sack. Yeah, what, what is it? What, what ball sack you want to talk about? Did you hear this? It came out on Eddie Trunkhead, Bob Ezrin on his Sirius XM show this week, and it came up uh, during the conversation that Paul Stanley doesn't talk to Bob Ezrin anymore, and the reason why is. Just classic Paul Stanley. I'm starting to think that we know Paul better than we think we do. We've never spent time with him. You know what? Why don't we just play the clip real quick? You have very conflicting viewpoints on music from the elder. Your take on the record in retrospect. So they were doing a book about it. Um, the authors of which are on my permanent personal shit list for the rest of, of their lives because they got me into such hot water with Paul Stanley that he and I don't talk to each other anymore, which breaks my heart. But um, they Over what exactly? Does, what did they it, say that was erroneous that you wrote in the book? Though, they, it's, it's not in the book, and it was, an, um, it was a sort of off-the-record remark at a time when I was sort of pissed off about Paul's uh, biography and some of the stuff he was saying about Gene. And anyway, it got back to him, and that was the end of that. But he's a sensitive man, I know firsthand. He's a very sensitive yes. man. You know, the, the book, The Odyssey, we had Julian on to promote it during the um, sure. uh, yep. the, the, the Elder, elder book. episode. Yeah, The Elder Book. And uh, apparently an off-the-record remark, which is not in the book, as you hear Bob say. 
So it was just a comment that was somewhat, uh, you know, I don't know, dismissive or, you know, critical of Paul, uh, but wasn't meant to be heard anywhere. Somehow it got back to Paul. And it's not like Julian has Paul's phone number. Now, maybe it was the other guys a little closer to the... But doesn't just... You hear all those stories of, like... Eric Carr getting in trouble with Paul because Paul heard him talking in the someone talking to a fan in the bar and not saying great things about Kiss. This guy is just as paranoid as as, as we made him sound with the whole Eddie Trunk uh, at Nam with Eric Singer thing. Did you you read his book, right? I did. Okay, I enjoy. Did you enjoy it very much? Okay, I I read it in the form of like somebody that's illiterate, and then as I got the audio book and. <laughs> And the reason I did that is I couldn't resist, and that was that Paul Stanley was actually the narrator. Did you know Gene you know? did that for his too? I did not. I, yeah. I'd like to listen to that too, even though his his, his book's kind of a big pile. Yeah, of shit. I couldn't but make the, it through his book, but no. But but going back to this, the so somebody and I can't remember where I read this or, or whatnot, but I did up. check it out, huh? So Peter shows up, and I'm like, you're stupid, and you can't play drums, and I don't and care that you, you can't read longer. I got a call in the middle of the night A heavy breathing never sounded quite so nice He said, ooh, yeah, I wish it I was there I asked her who was calling, but she wasn't playing fair Sometimes you gotta suffer for the pleasure that you see You're begging for an eyeful, but you only get a peek Baby, let's put the X in six Looks like a muscle and you made me want to flex Baby, let's put the X in six Keep it undercover, baby, let me be There's Paul's book. Peter's Pretty illiterate. Much. Can't play drums. Never could. Ace is a Nazi. Hey, there's one part where Paul. I, I, maybe I'm getting you off track here, but I just got to share this. Of course, where, you, where, are. you know, because Paul really goes in on Peter and really his plane and how he had to be walked through everything. He, he went to as far as saying you can't even say start from the chorus and he, Peter won't know what you're talking about. On well, one of the kissologies, I think it's the third one. In one of the Easter eggs that you can find on in there, it is them rehearsing under the bridge for the MTV concert, right? Mm-hmm. This is 96, so long past the 70s when Paul's saying that Peter didn't know what a chorus was. You literally hear Paul go, let's start from the chorus, and they all start on time. So apparently he does know what a chorus is, Paul. <laughs> well, anyway, so they had on YouTube, I was told, that somebody broke down the oh, well, first off I looked for Paul, this by the way I, damn it I got to find it anyway so the the uh, the audiobook is 22 hours long okay <laughs> not kidding so 22 oh, hours long book. okay and somebody broke down these sections where he's bitching about Ace and Gene and Peter and he they put them as as just a collection this person had a, t- a lot of time on their hands and but the breakdown was there are there is no I think, friends. three hours of Gene, two hours on Ace Frehley. Basically, the combined amount is him bitching about his band members is a combined eight hours out of the twenty-two Dear hours Lord. of the book. So he's just not happy, and I think, and I, I, after that, I was like, man, you know, I, I just think that that Gene and everybody like that they they're just constantly on eggshells for him to explode. Yeah, you, you really start moment. to look at things differently now. All the things you hear, you know. And like even like Paul, you know how like he always brags about taking the the reins and running Kiss in the eighties while Gene was off doing distracting other things. 
the fact of the matter is we're starting to hear, we just heard in the Ricky Rockin interview on Decibel Geek that he was trying to produce the second Poison record. You know, They he, said no. Yeah, and so did Guns N' Roses. We know that he was trying to produce that. He just was getting turned down for opportunities Gene was getting. I know right. he tried to get into acting during the 80s at the same time. So what's really going on is that this guy is just a jealous, petty little dick who doesn't like the fact that somebody else got got attention. Now, Gene, don't get me wrong, he's he's a bit of an attention whore. But at least he's upfront about what, who he is. Paul seems to dance around this whole idea that somehow he's got a uh, a higher m- morality than than other people, and a uh, just he's so no, I agree. petty here's, and judgy. Here's, here's the greatest uh, ploy that I've always uh, definitely seen through, and that is the whole thing where let's say something ridiculous like a Hello Kitty kiss stuff comes out or mm-hmm. a Kiss coffin. Paul will always uh, you know kind of dismiss it and say this is a terrible idea. Guess what? Both people have to sign off on that shit. They right. Both own, they both own it. So it's like their whole thing is you're going to be the the shilling whore, Gene, and I'm going to be the up, you know, like I believe in the music more. more. But in reality, that has to be agreed upon. Yes? <laughs> yeah. I, and, right. and also, I'm starting to think that Paul Stanley parody Twitter account is actually Paul Stanley. <laughs> P-A-W-L, people. Look it up. Uh. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's yes. move on. Let's get back on track, man. What you got next? Well, let's we're do a double shot. Yeah, okay, so let's each pick one. Um, so for the first of our double shots that's going to wrap up the episode, um, I'm going to pick Tim McGraw. You, of course, are familiar with Tim McGraw, right? Sure. He, uh, he's got a famous wife. Obviously, I know who he is. He's, he's constantly at the, you know, he's probably like a top 10 country artist out there. And then you got, uh, didn't he do a song with Sammy Hagar too? Maybe. I mean, I know Sammy right. did that shitty Sammy and Friends record. There was at least had to be one country guy on there. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's got a song from the early 90s called Indian Outlaw. Have you heard that? I have. I think it's co-written by Gene Simmons. Uh, maybe that's a different Gene Simmons. I don't know. Is it G. Simmons? It's G. Simmons. Hmm. Okay. I'm guessing it's You can look it up. We can uh, look it up. Uh, I'll dig into way. it. I, I, if, if he did, great. I, it doesn't bother me either way uh but yeah this song i think it's fucking it's kind of funny in, in a certain sense because the lyrics are sure. just ridiculous you know the offensive late, late at night i'm oh, sure yeah i, I kind of wonder if it could come out today but uh <laughs> it came out like 20 years ago i think i remember hearing it in yeah, college yeah maybe yeah mid to early 90s so yep. anyway my yep. pick is that what do you got well i'm gonna do a fake country guy and that is a song from kid rock hmm. um you know, here's a guy that went from rap rock to. I'll be interested some... to see which pick you have because I had a couple on my list that I will not be using. By the way, you're not blocking me. Okay, and this one, I'm not even gonna say it's country. I'm gonna say it's southern rock, uh-huh. and it is one I've seen him live several times. And by the way, if you ever hate on Kid Rock, if you just see him at a fest or anything like that, the man is a performer. So you are going to get a show regardless if you are a huge fan or not and keep entertained. So I will I will break down. This one has always been one that <clears throat> is stuck in shuffle, any kind of playlist that I have. Okay. And one that they, they let off the pyro big time in during the show, and that is off of uh, – I think it's off the self-titled. Yes, it's on the one just called Kid Rock, and that is Jackson, Mississippi. Nice.
a place to hide A hole like a crawl inside Long lines, whiskey bottles And the same old song I smell death in the air And I know it won't be long Some, and pass it around Cause I'm an Indian outlaw 
Jackie and Choctaw My baby, she's a Chippewa She's a one of a kind Looking for trouble We can ride my pony double Make your little heart bubble Lord, like a glass of wine I remember the medicine man He caught running water in my hands Drugged me around by my headband Said I wasn't a kind Cause I'm an Indian outlaw Half Cherokee and Choctaw My baby, she's a Chippewa She's a one of a kind I can kill a deer or a buffalo With just my arrow and my hickory bow From a hundred yards, don't you know Wow, I do it all the time They all gather around my teepee Late at night trying to catch a peek at me And nothing but my buffalo briefs I got them standing in line Cause I'm an Indian outlaw Half Cherokee and Choctaw My baby, she's a Chippewa She's a one of a kind Well, before we do our last double shot of our, what's the name of the episode again? You had a good name for it. <laughs> the countryside of rock or the rock side of country. There you go. And so because we've kind of, uh, from the beginning, talking about the roast with Paul and, and Doc to our, your unleashing on uh, Sophie Simmons. And <laughs> oh, also, hey, we, one, I wanted to share one little thing on that too. She has an Instagram page too, right? And she mm-hmm. is one of those proud, like, I'm proud of my body, fat, shamed, you know. Um, and just like every girl that is the proper weight, by the way. I'm not claiming she's fat, uh, but but you know how this shit goes. But just like every celebrity who says, I'm proud of my body, they immediately lose 20 pounds. But uh, I went to, to look at the picture she was talking about when she was saying that, and it was all, I couldn't even find a negative comment. Now, by comparison, I haven't, you, you ever used uh, Imager? Like, let's just say it's on Instagram. That's fine. I posted a picture of me and my cat, and I have far less followers of uh, than Sophie does, right? Of the yeah. seven comments that were on there, which were largely like, oh, what a cute picture, blah, 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 somebody made fun of my ankles. <laughs> are you are you very <laughs> no, what I'm saying are you talking about the one are you talking about the one when you hold on to your cat or look out to the yeah it's, I do it every summer front. every summer where we, yeah we look out on the eastern front all is quiet on the eastern front I call it whatever year yeah. it is too uh, yeah, so yeah. Well, my point is that like seven strangers commented six were nice and one was negative I didn't go on some ankle shaming tirade I realized the internet is full of people and Sophie you put a lot of pro- provocative pictures of yourself out there and you are a thicker girl than your typical model frankly you look a lot better but 
Just because one person says something shitty on the internet doesn't mean you're being attacked, and standing up to them is not standing up to anything. You wanted to talk about something else, I'll lose. Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons' uh, solo show in Cleveland that our good friend uh, Rob Curran attended, yes? Yeah, yeah, and, and he's doing a bunch of them. This is great, by the way. This is exactly why Kiss should have quit. And just, I'd rather have Gene go out and tour and Paul tour and Ace and Peter and see them. At, I've seen Kiss so many damn times. This is, it's cheaper. You're going to get deep tracks. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts are the fact that, that on that show again, you know, they're a little rough. You know, he did the whole thing where he, he definitely needs a teleprompter. And it, it makes sense for the, for the deeper cuts to, to remember all the lyrics yeah, and stuff like enough. that. But yeah, I'm not dogging him on that really. Paul would but actually the main, learn them, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But the main thing about it is that, um, and I've always said this just when I saw him even last year, that if you watch the 70s, Kiss versus now. Gene's such a better singer now than than he was in the seventies, in my opinion. Like he he oh live he just yeah oh yeah yeah. yeah. It's it. But I'll get into that. Keep going. Well, he used to do like the Cookie Monster stuff and the you know you go, do you love me that kind of stuff. Pick it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can still dog on him for that. But the main thing is, is overall, I mean, whatever you wanted to say is that if you compare the two, you know, when I saw him last time, I was like, Gene songs. Mm-hmm. He still brings the energy and stuff like that. He might fall down in his big boots <laughs> and everything like that. But the main thing is, is he still sounds as good or better versus obviously Paul's uh, challenges. But he Agreed. just looked like he he's was a different fun. style of singer, though. It's easier to maintain. I know, I know. It's completely different, much mm-hmm. easier. But I'm just saying, for what he does, it he's able to still execute it much better. And um, and I just when I watched a little a uh, few clips, and some of them were just hard to watch because the audio was yeah. so bad. Um, but the you know uh, got love for sale and 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 you know songs like radioactive and and the band just looks. I'll just sum it up like this. Looks like he's having fun. He's it's a small, you know, intimate setting and the rock and roll residency. God, what a great backing band, right? Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Anything else you want to say about that? Yeah, I mean, um I thought the set list could have been better. Uh It's pretty good though. But to to be honest, I wouldn't nitpick the set list just because, you know, no. it was a decent blend at least. I I'm just saying they don't ever really sell into the diehard thing enough for me. Um, but let me let me just jump in here real quick. The thing that does irritate me is I have no idea why still, um, even with the solo show, that they dismiss anything after basically eighty two. Yeah, why that was one of the, the, the. Why wasn't Why wasn't Domino there? He could have played Thou Shalt Not, or I mean, that's really a stretch. But I'm just saying in general, there's there's so many little nuggets that he could have done. Um, Agreed. And I just don't get that. You know, it's his solo thing. He could do that. But I, I and the backing band is they're they're spot on. I think him and oh Paul God, really yes. did a very good job, kind of like getting like they get a band that actually plays together, and then having mm-hmm. them come in. They they are to me almost the highlight. I mean, you can't really do it without Gene, so that's why I kind of stop it short. I don't agree that Gene looks like he's having fun. He looks lost. Uh, he just stands there. He looks like he's learning these songs for the first time. He looks like the new guy in the band. And I think, you know, since this is the first time he's even attempting this, I think he's going about it a little half-assed. And what's with the duck face he does when he's not singing? He just kind of, like, backs his head off and makes that weird, like, duck smile. It's just, it's like, you look like, you look like you're as old as you are. You know what? I'm I'm sorry. I got to jump in here. He has never not done anything half-ass. 
What's that? For the most part. He's, he's always done things half-ass. Well, you yeah, it's, it's classic good, good Gene enough. Simmons, but I'm not going to... So if someone spits in my face, I'm not going to say, well, I'm glad you didn't puke on me. It's bad. I just... I, 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 I No, I guarantee if I was there, I would have a great time. I would be... If he comes to... It, it, seeing the videos that I've seen, if he made it within an hour of me, I would be there for sure. But that's what I'm saying. You can yeah. nitpick, but overall, it's a cool experience to have, and I think that he should... Um, the fact that he's even doing it is shocking. You know, uh, yeah, Paul to me too. To yeah, solo things. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, why don't you go first again, and I'll, I'll I'll do the last double shot. All right. What do I want to pick from what I got left? Um, you ever heard of Sammy Kershaw? <laughs> <laughs> no. You're, this is like the sleaze rock one where you're just like, who? What? Yeah. Well, if you're into country in the early '90s, you probably heard this song. It's called "Queen of the Double Wide Trailer." <laughs> You have nothing else to say about that song, do you? It, uh, it'll explain itself in the lyrics. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, I've got one, and that is uh, Shooter Jennings. There's an album called The Real Me, and it's it's excellent. Um, the other one, I can't remember the name of it, but that's what this one is off of. But the main thing is is that his, he does have, definitely have a rock flavor in most of his songs. One of them was definitely more rocking, but the lyrics of this one are better, is... Uh, the Rockin' was I was torn between this one I'm going to feature and the song Gunslinger. So if you like this song, check out, just search for Shooter Jennings' Gunslinger also. But this one is called Really looking Outlaw. forward to hearing this. Sorry, I cut it off. Yeah. But I'm, you've been talking about him for a while. I'm really looking forward to hearing it. So, Yeah, so this one's called Outlaw You, and the lyrics are spectacular. Chorus is infectious, and it's just a kick-ass song in general, country or not. So you want to close this out? Let's wrap this up, Luce. You know how we got to end this. We do. I started it and have to finish it this way all the time now. I'm not seeing it in the beginning anymore, so it's saving my voice. But here we go. <laughs> Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Now go trim them sideburns. Yeah! <laughs> well, I met her out at Murphy's Restaurant. She said she was fresh from the farm. And I remember thinking for a country girl that she went pretty well armed. Sat there talking by the lobster tank I ordered her a slow gin fizz And when them chicken fried steaks arrived She said I like living like this So I made her the queen of my double white trailer With the polyester curtains and the redwood deck Now she's run off and I've got the trailer Dang a black heart and a He reveals engines and his name is Earl He's the Charlie Daniels of the Torque Bridge I whispered, honey, let's just go on home And have some onion rings and watch TV And as I walked her to the truck Earl was crying, don't you leave me I told him, this here's the queen of my double white trailer With the polyester curtains and the redwood deck Sometimes she runs and I've got the trailer dang her black heart and a pretty red neck. 
Tried hard to keep him down. Tried hard to starve him out. He kept playing shows, pressing on, chipping away song by song. After years and years of struggling strong, he got a chance and he took it to number one. But this time it's '74 with his band in the back and four on the floor. That one record busted down the door and the record labels had the control. No more than it's '76 came the outlaw. Country music ever Those old boys with long hair and braids Stay true to the sound And free the slaves All these years later Suits got back their grip They took the outlaw concept They repackaged it And there's a million old Wayland fans Singing Don't y'all think Another man's song with a big drum loop Listen so 
achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.